are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all the things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you. Are you struggling with the process, the hype and the many online options out there? Each week we publish three podcasts on Monday, Wednesday and Friday to help you with all the pain points you may come across in your business journey, including many tips to keep you and your business healthy and thriving. So, before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online, step-by-step, and it's completely free. Hi, and welcome to episode 22, the mains, naming them and buying them. Thanks, Emily. So, we want to talk a wee bit about domain names today. So, looking at what is a good domain name and why you might also consider buying an existing domain. So if you're looking for domain names, you need to find a balance between brand and domain availability. So you definitely want to have a look into the domain when you're deciding on your branding or your business name. Um, Now the main reason for that is because if you go and brand your business and then you go and look for your domain for that, you might find it's not even available or nothing even close to it's available. So it's really key just to Look at the domain names when you're doing your branding and thinking about your business name. Um, and, so, and you might even uh, choose your business name around what's available domain name wise. When you're looking at your domains, you want to make sure that you avoid trademarking infringements. So the best way to do that is to go to websites like uh, USPTO, uh, which is the US Patent and Trademark Office. Even just Google it or use Thomas Register, um, which is thomasregister.com. We'll put all these links in the show notes. But if you go to those sites and enter the brand name you want to uh, use, they'll soon tell you if there is any sort of infringement that's there. And then the, the other thing to do is when you Google the name, you might want to ask some of these simple questions. So will your website offer goods or services that will compete with the goods or services being sold under the similar domain name. So that's that's one of them. Will your website offer goods and services that are typically distributed in the same channels as the goods or services being sold under the similar domain name? So this would be the case, for instance, if you plan to offer sporting equipment on your website and the owner of the possibly conflicting name sells sporting clothing. So there would be a conflict there. And that, if you do have a conflict, then you're likely to get an infringement taken against you. Um, so another one would be, can your website divert business away from the site with a similar name? So uh, is your domain name so similar to the other domain name that users might end up using your website by mistake? Um, now, you might sort of think these are all you know, far-fetched sort of things, but I've actually had that before where my website's had, or one of my websites had a... Um, an initial of a government agency in it and I was contacted by them saying that we were misrepresenting them because we had their initials in it. So it is a real thing. Um, So you want to avoid it from the start if you can. If you've answered all those questions and you've sort of said no to all of them, then you should be okay to use that name. But it's definitely worth doing this research in in the beginning so you don't get yourself in trouble legally. So what are good domain names? Well, basically you can go to domain sites like Namecheap, Domain.com or GoDaddy 
uh, and you can use their free search tool to see what's available. Uh, there's been a lot of domains that are already taken now, so the, the um, you know you you kind of have to be creative with your domain names to find ones that are still available. If you need some help with the process, then one option is to use a website called Brand Bucket. It's a really good option because they basically sell you all the creative. So that means you get a brand, you get a domain name, and you get logos, and they sell that as a package you to choose from um, and a really really good well professional design logos um, definitely would recommend having a look there because they take a lot of that legwork out of, of sorting your brand and your domain name all in one package that sounds good is that reasonably priced as well yeah it's pretty it's pretty well priced if you were going to go to a freelancer for example to get your logo designed you'd probably pay a similar amount just for the logo mm -hmm. Whereas this gives you a guaranteed domain name with that brand and logo. So it's a really That's nice insane. little offering. You may need to get creative with your brand name to make it work with an available domain name. So that's really important when you're sitting there thinking about how you go to brand your product. Uh, and you know, you see a lot of it out there these days where you've got people being creative with their wording. So they're combining two words or putting a Z on the end or you know, that sort of thing to actually enable them to find a domain name that's still available. When you're searching for your domain name, what you want to also consider is buying the country-specific domain extension. So what I'm talking about there is the .com part of the domain. Things like for United Kingdom is the .uk, for Australia is .au. Um, and so the idea is that when you buy your .com domain name, you actually buy the .au and the .uk ones as well because what that does is it allows you to keep those domain names without anyone else coming in and buying them from. And this does happen. So by buying them on the, at the outset when you set your business up, you don't need to use them immediately. It's pretty cheap per year. It's about 10 bucks if you buy them off Namecheap. Uh, and, you know, that means that you've protected your IP going forward. If you decide to push your product into, say, for example, Australia, you've already got .au domain name secure. The other one to consider also is if you can't buy the .com domain extension, there's other ones out there now, and, and there's quite a lot, you know, so you might consider buying ones like .net or .info, and you might even consider buying those anyway, again, to protect your, your brand and IP. That's about all the advice we've got on choosing a domain name. Another option you do have is actually buying an existing domain name. So there are domains out there where people have previously attached them to a website, but have then let them go or still own them, but have them for sale. And there's some really good ones out there, you know, which may suit your brand. And the, I guess one of the downsides with it is that they are more expensive. You know, and when I say more expensive, you can pay into the thousands for established domain names that are available to buy. The benefit of them is they have some great link juice. And what I mean by that is they've already got other websites that have previously linked to them. So when you buy that domain name and attach your website to it, you will get some benefit from those other sites that are all, all still linking to that domain name. Because that's one of the areas that Google looks at when they're looking to rank your site is where is or how many existing websites link back to your website or your domain 
because they, they look at that as an indicator of, well, if there's 100 websites looking at your website, then your website must be important. So one thing to do with that, though, or one caution is that if you buy a domain name and you want to get that link juice, you need to have the domain links relevant to what product or website you're doing. So what do I mean by that? Well, say you've got a health supplement business and you go out and buy a domain which has previously been selling, uh, for example... Something health-related. Health-related, yeah, yeah, like healthy eating, for example. Yeah, so that, that domain will already have health-related sites linking to it. So that's very relevant for your health supplement business. So that example would work. Whereas if you go and buy a domain called tires.com and it's about vehicle tires and the site's linking to that domain are about vehicles and, and all that sort of thing for your health supplement business, then Google are going to look at that and go, well, this is not relevant. So they're not going to give you any credit for those links coming into your domain at the board. So just be careful with that. So you can either use that domain name exactly as it is for your site, or what you can do is set up another domain with your brand name on it and simply redirect the domain that you bought to your new domain. So you're still getting that link juice coming through, that redirect, but you're not necessarily needing to use the domain name that you bought because that might, might not suit your brand name, okay? So sites like Domain Coasters and SERP Domains, they sell these types of domains for sale. So you can go on there and have a look at their offering. They also allow you to email them and tell them what you're looking for, and they'll actually go out and search their sources for a domain that might be suitable for you. So if, you, if you're seriously considering buying an existing domain, I would have a look on those websites and have a talk with those guys and see how they can help you out. So in conclusion, domain names are important for your business and your brand. Okay? Now, it can be really hard these days because the market is so saturated to find a domain which matches your brand. So we always recommend creating the two at the same time so you avoid that disappointment and extra cost down the track if you domain over. Do the groundwork, make sure it's all legal, make sure everything's above board and everything should work out okay. Thank you, Blur. Right, I'm going to um, continue with uh, the theme of balance which we've been looking at over the last couple of episodes. And in this episode, we're going to focus on water and making sure we get enough water in our diet and why that's important. So water is an essential part of a balanced diet. It keeps you hydrated and alert. Day in, day out, all this work you're having to do, if your brain is not functioning properly, you're not hydrated, you're not alert, then you're not going to be doing the best that you can do. Um, our brains are made up of roughly 73% of water, so poor hydration can really affect its functions. So often if you're feeling tired, that's linked to a lack of water. I know sometimes you might feel, oh, um, I'm really tired, you know, I need some food, when actually it might just be you need a cold glass of water. And I know you're in your busy day, it sounds silly, but actually putting aside time to make sure you are drinking lots of water. I know um, Blair, he, he drinks loads of water, he's really good. But I'm, I'm terrible. I am struggling to, to find time to just sit and have a glass of water. However, 
I, I am still getting a fair bit of water, but through other things, and that is okay as well. So cups of tea, cups of coffee, herb teas, that is actually all included in your portion of water per day. Oh, having said that though, it is important just to have plain water. And I'm not saying don't drink your fruit juices and smoothies and the occasional fizzy drinks or even occasional alcohol, but it is just important that you aren't just consuming those types of drinks and that you do think about of having just some water uh, on its own. Um, it can be fizzy water, that's just as good for you as well. You will feel less tired because you're hydrated and you'll be much more alert and enabling your brain to function much, much better. Also, you, you'll notice if you are dehydrated, your skin can become more vulnerable to skin disorders and wrinkling. And so as you you know getting older, that is so important to make sure that you're doing the groundwork now, drinking this water to ensure your health continues to function as best it can as you grow older. And also, what drinking water instead of soda and um, other fizzy drinks can actually help with weight loss if that's something that you're also wanting to control. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that's probably one thing that I do is is by um, including that in my workday routine. Yeah. Is I go and get a large glass of water before I sit down at my computer at the start of the day. And then I'll always, whenever I get up, I'll take my glass and refill it. And that's just part of my routine. And that just means that by the end of the day, I've, I've had three or four glasses of water and, and done what I need to do. And, and yeah, and you do stay more alert. Yeah. We've like, talked about actually um, routines in previous episodes, and that's totally true. Once you get it stuck into your routine, then it becomes a habit and you, you start doing it more. And I've noticed the more I've been, uh, been so much more aware. Uh, because of blood getting me onto drinking water now that i'm so much more aware of it um i am getting into my routine and i'm starting to get a lot a lot better it's starting to become a habit and actually i started off not necessarily the best the best thing to do but actually buying water like bottles of water because i found that i actually having a bottle bite on my desk actually was helping me to to drink it more and now i've stopped doing that because i've got i've got more into the habit of doing it but that did actually help me to start with yeah, and it's, it's making it work your way, you know. Yeah. You, you needed to do that to get you started and, yeah. and you know, everyone's different. And so for me, it's yeah. a glass of water, you get a bottle of water, and away yeah. we went. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent, Emily. Yeah, so that's, um, that's all we've got time on this episode for, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in our next episode, episode 23. For this episode of Elevating Business. Thanks so much for being part of our show and we love being able to share with you. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the episode notes on our website, emilyandblair.com. And remember that our website is a huge resource for free, step-by-step guides and articles for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. That's all for now, and we'll see you in a few days' time with our next instalment of Elevating Business. Now go do something today that will make tomorrow better.